You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Vod. And I'm Mac. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. Yes, Rashik made good use of his enemy's culture in developing the final empire. Yet other elements of imperial culture were a complete contrast to Hellenium and its society. The lives of the Ska were modeled after the slave peoples of the Kanzi. The terrorist stewards resembled the servant class of the Urtan, which Rashik conquered relatively late in the first century of his life. The imperial religion, with its obligators, actually appears to have arisen from the bureaucratic mercantile system of the Halant, a people who were very focused on weights, measures, and permissions. The fact that the Lord Ruler would base his church on a financial institution shows, in my opinion, that he worried less about true faith in his followers and more about stability, loyalty, and quantifiable measures of devotion. One aspect of the Lord Ruler's cultural manipulation is quite interesting, that of technology. I have already mentioned that Rajik chose to use Hellenic architecture, which allowed him to construct large structures and gave him the civil engineering necessary to build a city as large as Luthadel. In other areas, however, he suppressed technological advancements. Gunpowder, for instance, was so frowned upon by by Rashik that knowledge of its use disappeared almost as quickly as knowledge of the terrorist religion. Apparently, Rashik found it alarming that armed gunpowder weapons even the most common of men could be nearly as effective as archers with it, with years of training, and so he favored archers. The more training-dependent military technology was, the less likely it was that the peasant population would be able to rise up and resist him. Indeed, Ska revolts always failed in part because of this very reason. So there we go. Another world-building aspect happened. How can this man rule for a thousand years and we still be in the medieval ages of things? There you go. Indeed. Purposeful suppression of technology. Because honestly, that was my thought process too. You know, And I don't think, if, if this is much of a spoiler, we'll cut it in post here real fast. But like, you know, you thought about with Mistborn. I think that's the cool thing. Brandon Sanderson was like, Mistborn, I, I I was just curious when I wanted to write this series about, I just wanted to write a series that followed uh, a civilization in a, in a, with a magic system through like technological eras. You know, this is called Mistborn Era 1. There's a Mistborn Era 2, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's just pretty cool. The other thing is that it's funny that it pulls from history. One of the things I pulled from like my sixth grade history class or something was, one of the major changes that shifted power was the invention of the longbow. And the mm-hmm. reason it was so effective was because before the longbow was created, uh, the only way you could really kill a knight was to be a better knight, was to be a better swordsman, you know, have the armor, have the training, you know, be a good tactician or whatever. But with a longbow, you could pierce the armor. And basically anyone could pick one up, pull it back, and kill a knight without any training. And that was a huge shift in history because it took very little. Well, this is kind of the same thing. We were Mm -hmm. talking about, like, how do you maintain a thousand-year empire? Um, And, you know, you had to suppress different revolts and everything like that. But even, you know, in all of history as we understand it, 
you don't usually get that you know you don't really get to maintain it and also like you are right like how you we're in this like particular age of technology like where did we start off with well as we mentioned in the previous episode we find out that the final empire now is very similar to the final empire as it was um there's not really much technological advance you know as far as technology the culture has been basically the same it's all you know been controlled by this one guy so i thought that was interesting yeah you ready for a quick uh quick fact number two which this one i'm only 85 percent correct on this one but i heard this somewhere fact you know i am not 100 percent fact checked on this but as a interesting fact if it is true uh, do you know where uh, the middle finger becoming an obscure, ob- obscene gesture came from? I thought it was from French archers. It was from, I thought it was from longbowmen. It was actually from... Because that's how they would pull it back. Yeah, they pull back with the middle finger. And so whenever uh, a group would capture, a group of longbowmen would surrender, they would move the middle fingers on both of their hands so they couldn't be longbowmen anymore because that's how they were trained. Wow. And so... Whenever uh, the 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 they would like look at each other, the archers who weren't captured would show their middle fingers to show we still have them, and that oh. was their like f- their like f you yeah. we still have our fingers, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's where it came from. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm sorry. That's just a, if that's true, that's a great that's a great one. All right. So don't don't do... let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's jump into chapter twenty seven real fast. Okay, we got Vince's point of view right. She is finally, like, starting to point out and notice that the mist is going away from her. And she even points out that, like, it took her way too long to even realize that this was happening and that she should have realized it a long time ago. But she's in Fadric City now, and she is going to uh, go figure out, you know, go talk to some of these informants. And Vin is just reminiscing on missing the good old days. You know, oh man, it, the days were so much simpler back then when we were just trying to overthrow a god king. They were so much simpler. Uh, now she has responsibilities, and the thing she fears the most is not what happens to her. It's not even what happens to Ellen. It is 100% what happens to the people of their empire if they fail. Well, she meets with this guy by the name of Slow Swift, who is a wonderful storyteller. And we learn something that's really funny here. We learn that Set was one of the best dang poets out there before, uh, in, uh, in Slow Swift's uh, opinion, power corrupted him. He had to change in order to try to rule, and it made him a worse person. But Slow Swift is basically like, yeah, uh, Yeoman, Yeoman is a pretty cool guy. He's a good man. And Vin's like, what? He goes, what? You don't think other people who oppose you can be good men? And Vin's like, well, well, no, you got a fair point. That doesn't mean that they're terrible, even if they oppose us. But he's like, they get uh, Yeoman is a good king, or is a okay king, but he's a good leader because he gave us stability. He gave the group stability when in in a time and a world where everything was falling apart. That is why he's in charge right now. And she's like, so cool. You're gonna tell, give me information on him. And he goes. No, I just told you I like the person, right? You need to give me a good reason why I, I, I have to betray him, why I have to give information on him. And she basically gives the same reason as everything else, which is the world's falling apart, old man. Like, you know, we're here to help. And if you don't want to, if you're going to stand in our way, we're going to have to just deal with you. And Slow Swift goes, well, yep, that's what I've heard. And he even says, Yeoman is a, a, good, a good person, an okay king. Right now, we need a man of vision, and that's Ellen, which is 
actually pretty funny because that's the parallel of Well of Ascension, which that's exactly what they would tell Ellen. You're a good man, but we need a man of action. That's why Seth's better for the job. You know, that's why it might be better to have Straff in the ending. And so we're getting the reverse again of them being like, yo, Yeoman's a good, a good man, an okay king. We need a man of vision. So he's going to end up backing Ellen. He's going to give her some some information. And uh, yeah, he basically explains that. Uh, I think the gist of the information was just like, where does his power actually come from? He became absurdly like he became incredibly wealthy out of nowhere, and that's where his power came. And how he's good at getting things moving, but ultimately that's going to be the downfall because it's not just that he he doesn't have the, like the the necessarily the tactical mind for this and really the pay, like it's going to he runs the city 100% based on wealth where is the wealth coming from and Vin basically goes that's all i needed to know our boy yoman uh yoman has the has the uh atm cash that is that's the only way his wealth came out of nowhere right so she's like cool thanks for that information and uh so it's like hey give me some money and yeah she gets out of there he but he does ask her one thing i know one thing I, I glanced over a little bit that i want to talk about is he says like they say you're the one who's going to bring back the yellow sun you're the one who's going to stop the ash from falling is that true and vin for the first time ever goes maybe <laughs> <laughs> like, like she doesn't say yes but she doesn't push it away like she's done in the past she doesn't say no mm-hmm. and she leaves and she goes to go jump to the next informant, which is a beggar named Hoyd. And if we remember, we remember that name. Yeah, Hoyd. We Kelsier met with Hoyd. Yep, Kelsier met with Hoyd in the Final Empire. Um, but she's gonna go meet with Hoyd. But as she lands and she sees Hoyd, and Hoyd's like singing to himself, she, something feels off about the area she's gonna go visit. Like something's bothering her big time, and so she just goes, eh. She goes, Ellen probably would have been really annoyed by the fact that I just left, but I've just learned to listen to my gut and move on. And she just listened to her gut and jumped away. So she goes to meet with, I want to say it was like, she was going to go meet with one other informant, um, but that ended up being like a meh. So she goes instead to visit the visit the Canton of Resource, which is basically Yeoman's Palace. So, so the, the, the choice that he chose. And she goes, dang. You know, that's where the cash is, which means I'm not going to be able to see it today. I'm not going to be able to go in. And she's like, all right, I'm about to head out. And as she does, she realizes she's being followed by a Mistborn. And she has this, like, really cool move where she's, like, jumping. Then she goes, wait, that looks really sturdy. And then just pushes on it and goes flying backwards the opposite direction to try to catch the Mistborn off guard. And as she does it, the person, like, stops burning their medals and just hides. And she goes, crap. Does he realize, like, does he or she realize that I can pierce copper clouds or something. Cause why did, why would he just stop burning out of nowhere? And then she turns around and she goes, wait, there's a pulse. And she turns and she sees the mist spirit and she goes, man, I have not seen you since the well of, since the well of Ascension. And it ends with her going back towards the camp and her thinking, I haven't seen the mist spirit in a while. And I know that the mist spirit isn't ruined because I felt ruined and the mist spirit feels different. That's the end of uh, 27. 28, we get to Ellen's point of view. Um, oh, I skipped over one more thing that I guess is relevant here. Yeoman's having balls. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeoman's having balls, and uh, there's a ball going on that night, and there's a ball going on the next week after that. So that matters here because in uh, 28, we get Ellen's point of view, and they're discussing 
Ellen and Vin are discussing whether or not the Mist Spirit is actually helpful, and ultimately they both agree they think the Mist Spirit is on their side. Because, you know, everyone's like, you know, well, the Mist Spirit stabbed you. And he's like, yeah, he stabbed me, but he also helped Sazed realize that, you know, Rune was altering the text, so something's going on there. But ultimately, they're like, I think the Mist Spirit is on our side, if not because it's our friend, but it seems to always be messing with Ruin. Therefore, we think it's on our side. So with that, Vin goes, you know, uh, Ellen goes, are we sure, though, that, like, the Mist Spirit isn't what's killing people? And Vin's like, no, it's, I don't think it's killing people. And they were just going to chalk that up to Vin's uh, gut feeling there. But Ellen seems to be like, dude, your gut says yeah? Cool, we're in it. We're in it to win it. But um, Ellen realizes that Vin just needs someone to trust her, and that's ultimately what he does once again. And Vin goes, that's perfect. And then she explains, Rune can hear everything, so we can't talk to each other, but you need to solve a problem, and I need to solve a problem. And we're going to pull a... uh, Not going to say that, because that's a spoiler for something else, but we're going to go, we can't say anything out loud right now, so we are just going to look at each other and... You're going to work on this problem. I'm going to work on this problem. And if I tell you to do something, you're going to do it without question. And if you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it without question. And they both were like, cool, that's what we're going to do. And uh, yeah, at that point, uh, <laughs> Ellen has one of the funniest. I like. I don't know if it, meant, it was meant to be funny, but it was one of the funniest things. I actually laughed out loud at this when he was just like, you know what, Vin? In the three years we've known each other, you have managed to kill my god, my father, and my fiance. That's the homicidal hat trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know why that was so funny to me, but it, it was. And pretty... his brother, but you know. <laughs> oh yeah, and his brother. <laughs> he didn't even mention him. Oh my lord! Yeah, dude, that's just so funny. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, so that 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 uh, he mentions that and. Essentially, I think it's given that Ellen's going to handle the, the, the what's going on with the mist itself, and Vin is going to try to figure out, or Ellen's going to figure out the numbers around things, like what's going on with the 16% and whatever, and Vin's going to kind of move forward with the mist and this whole idea of like what could they possibly do to deal with Ruin. And um, yeah, he's like, I don't want to attack the city, but I need Yeoman to talk to me, and Vin's like, how about we go to the ball? And uh, it's like, yeah, that's a crazy idea, let's do it, and Vin's like, crud, I don't have a dress. And that's the end of chapter 28. Um, okay. I don't think it's a spoiler. I'm going to say it. This is very, so. Beep. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. Stop. It's, it's fine. Stop. No, it's not. I actually edited that later so that I didn't actually say a spoiler. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I love how, like, if you listen to that back just a little bit, you hear me go like very quietly go, cut it. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I won't bring up any other book series is here. But anyway, <laughs> very similar situation there. Okay, so what were we talking about again? I don't know. We're going to have to take a little bit of time to get back on it. But, um, uh, we were talking about, uh, we could just move on from that. We can just go uh, to talking a little bit more about these epigraphs, okay? Because we get the entire, like, I don't know about you, but when I was thinking back to the culture, right, I think we even mentioned this a little bit in in Final Empire, how we were going like, this is like a really weird mixture of of cultures here, of how things operate, and how the ska are, and how like, I mean, kind of, the servants are. And what's more, what's more interesting is that it's an empire, but there's almost just like one culture. Like, I mean, yeah, there's the ska, Mm -hmm. there's nobles. 
And yes, we do hear about the people in the West, but they're like basically the same. They're just more crass. The thing that's frustrating, though, in a little bit of a way. Oh, and Terrace. Is like, right? Terrace isn't Terrace. This these Terrace Stewarts are what the what are they call the Kalini the, the Kalini slaves. Yeah, or no, 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 no not no, slaves. No, 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 the Urtan. Yeah, the, you know, it was a different culture from back then. The Terrace people, the servant class of the Urtan. Yeah, right, right. So they basically were like, "Hey, yeah, let's make the Terrace Stewarts." Which again, from a fight from a, a a Final Empire standpoint, why would you do that? Because I mean, you have keepers, and also. How did these keepers walk around with all this metal on them and no one thought it was suspicious? I mean, it must have been a part of the servant class, which would be a major oversight by by the Lord, Lord Ruler, Ruler you know? knowing exactly what a keep. You know what? He was just so confident. He's like, I got rid of them. You know, we're going to choose this class where they wear all these beautiful things because maybe it makes me feel better. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's it, but yeah, it's like the, there's a lot of clashing of ideas. Oh, Wait, wait. Is it possible? Is it wait? Yeah, is it possible that wearing medals like that was a sign of subservience to the Lord Ruler? Because it was one of those things where it's like, oh, an Alamancer could control the servants. Uh, I don't know about that because even the because within the nobility would be you know considering using that as like if you required to wear a medal or something. So, okay, then I'm going to flip it again on one more, maybe. One more, maybe. Uh, fashion was imitating the Lord Ruler. Didn't the Lord Ruler wear? He wore, wore metal? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and the thing is, is that um, most people wore metal without, they wore painted metal. That's why the nobility would do it. But an Alamancer would be able to tell that what's real metal because they could see the lines. Or but, a misborn. No, or, no, they could. No, they couldn't. Not on a keeper, right? I thought you couldn't see the lines on the keeper's medals. Yeah, you can. It's a, it's only if it's piercing skin. That's why the oh, bracers. Remember, because right. right. remember, that's he right. had all that's the metal. Right. That's right. And he saw the bracer. She could. She saw the bracers weren't didn't have lines, and that's when she was Man. like, "Oh, you know, that must those must be the important things." So I'm gonna pull on those. Um, I'm pull on those. So um, I thought it was. Interesting. This guy, um, you know, dropped some really juicy stuff about Set. You know, again, mm-hmm. he was a different guy, you know, before He was a poet. Um, which implies that he had something good going for him. I know you were like, yeah, he was a good guy. I'm like, well, he never said that. He said he said that he... Bro, roses that he, are red, violets are blue. I have two misborns coming to kill you. Yeah, I mean, like, you could be a great poet and still be a pretty bad person. But he did say that, like, you know, he got caught up in, you know, whatever mm. he was doing. So I think he was always an ambitious guy um, that, it, you know, eventually just made that ambition to get, mm-hmm. like, worse. Um and we also get the fact that despite how set is, he is ultimately a big softy at some points, right? Uh, yeah, somewhat. I mean, he admits, but I mean, a softy who will kill like thousands of people, but you know, somewhat. I mean, that sounds like a softy to me. Well, you make <laughs> you make him sad. You, you you get the sense that he has a you know some principles. You yeah. know, that's which you know. Okay, does that make you a good person? No, mm. no, he just has principles, right? You can res- like like you said, you can respect him for being so straightforward. Even when he's talking with Ellen, right? He goes, "I'm never going to stab you in the back. I'm going to stab you in your chest." Right? You're yeah. gonna you're gonna see me coming to kill you the whole way. Um. Oh, the other thing is, I made a note that said Yeoman is throwing balls, and I forgot what that <laughs> meant. You know, I was like. I was like, I was like, was there a scene where there were balls? 
and I forgot that it meant like you know like dancing balls, and I was like, why? Why did I write this? Ball bending. <laughs> Ball bending. Yes. Um, oh, um. But the one thing was like the. So Mistborn is riddled with, you know, hints of bigger things, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we learn, we, like, for example, um, Malatium, which showed, um, you know, the Lord Ruler as being a Pac-Man. And that mm-hmm. was ultimately the sign that, oh, he, he's a ferrochemist, you know. There was something there. And, you know, we get something kind of dangled in with, there's something going on with the Mists, you know, as far as the number 16. We don't know quite about mm-hmm. what's going on yet. But the other thing was, like, they're trying to say that the downfall of Yeoman is supposed to be related to, potentially related to, his belief in the Lord Ruler. Uh, and essentially, they gave, like, a, bit, a couple of examples of how that could be the case. Like, oh, if he believes the Lord Ruler is going to save him, and that's a mis, you know, that's a misplaced belief, and you can catch him in that way, or whatever. So it's just interesting that, like, this might be, you know, the way that they kind of get to him. I think the thing that they were mostly hinting at was, like, or at least so, uh, Slow Swift was hinting at. Or Swift Slow? Slow Swift. The guy. Yeah, the guy. Um, I think the big thing he was hinting at here was that um, he's he the way he's in power is he brought back stability by going back to the way things were. The way you break his control on power is by showing and proving exactly what Slow Swift believes here, which is um, that they don't need what's the same because what's the same is going to get them all killed. They need someone who's a visionary who can save them. I think that's what he was leaning towards was like the way you break him, break his control, break his power is to show that the old way isn't going to work anymore. Yeah, no, I know, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, what I just, what I find funny, you know, coming towards the end of these the, these chapters was we come full circle, right? <laughs> yeah, we're back to they're having to infiltrate and play the play the parts at the balls in order to actually have any kind of success. Um, I thought that was just kind of a little fun, a funny play on events. Uh, you know, we go through all this stuff with Will of Ascension. We become, you know, we're we're going across the 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 whole. Uh, world or whatever conquering this everything that we we find and now we're going back to having to go talk to nobles at the balls to convince them that we're right or you know to spy on them or whatever um i just thought that was just uh a, kind of a funny thing but anyway uh we get all set up here and then in the next chapters we're going to go back to our toe as uh breeze and sazed finally get over to meet spook hey everyone vod here Please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes Monday through Friday. If you enjoy listening, consider subscribing. We are a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ontos. That's patreon.com slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.